First and foremost, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land upon which we are gathered. We extend respect and gratitude to the elders past, present and emerging of the Awabakal and Waramai peoples. We honour the neighbouring nations. And we extend our utmost respect and gratitude to all First Nations listening to this podcast. Always was, always will be. Welcome to Alive, Not Dead, Yet. Yet. We're your hosts, Pasha Balka and Timberlina. And this is our podcast. Because we couldn't be bothered to put makeup on. Can't be bothered at all. Well, let's get into it. Yes. Hello. Oh, hello. Was that a bit of an echo? I don't know. Oh. I think we just went to talk at the same time. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Yeah. Hi. Week 12. Week 12. Holy fuck. Is that more important than the fact that it's we've done 12 weeks of our weekly or the fact that when today's episode's released, we'll have done about 45, 46, 47 or so daily lockdown editions? I feel like our commitment to the daily is pretty full on. Um, mm. Also, this is really well because these are longer and we have to think about stuff to talk about. The daily ones, we just talk about shit. shit. <laughs> I mean, people and probably also think we talk about shit on this one too, but whatever. They're not They're not entirely wrong, but this is at least a bit planned shit. Yeah. Like we have the, topics that we want to talk about, discuss, yeah. you know? The, the dailies are a bit more like, oh, I've got to go now. The weeklies are a bit more like, okay, let's leave for the lunch break. Yeah, that is correct. Um, and today's your admin day, so you've got a very busy day too. Yes, it is admin day. Monday, admin day. Monday, Monday, Monday. Yes, and you're on school holidays, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, during which I have to write a one-hour show. Yeah, it can make you money if we sell out. <laughs> you know what else could make you money? What? And I don't want to go political for a moment, but... Oh, God, I'm scared. Can I promote this on here? I feel like I can because I'm part owner. I own 50% of this podcast. Do you? What did you yeah. How much money have you put into this? Um, It's all in Lou. <laughs> Time in Lou. Not in the loo, although listening to the podcast. Um, cool. Let's say that you own 49%. And a half. No. No. You own 49% and I own 51%. Okay. Well, because I own all the mics. That's true. But you don't have all the mics with you. No, I have. One of them. I have four of the five mics that I own. Well, I've got 20% of them. <laughs> anyway. There is a big campaign at the moment where the Teachers Federation want us to get a bit treated a bit better. So people who go to, there's a website called morethanthanks.com.au and it's basically making sure teachers get a bit more 
leeway, a bit more uh, financial benefits to stay in the business, a bit more time off to, not like holidays or anything like that, maybe two lessons a week to get all the paperwork done to make sure they're meeting what the kids need. Because I don't know if people realise, it's like a 50% drop-off of teachers in the first five years. Yeah, because they get treated like fucking shit. Mm. So if people could go there and sign it, I'd greatly appreciate it. I have already. Have you? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Do you want me to sign oh, it as Timberlina as well? I signed it as Tim before. Oh, my God. Could you please sign it as Timberlina? Yeah, will it count? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm literally on Grinder at the same time that we're talking. <laughs> Ask them. Promote it on there. <laughs> I'll change my um my link in bio. More than thanks. Uh, You'll get one person going, thank you for promoting the campaign, and the other's going, oh, I'll give you more than thanks. Mm. Oh, no thanks. Maybe I won't promote it. Well, while you're on Grindr, this seems like an appropriate question to ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so last night at our little, well, not last night, at a our friend's birthday trivia thing that was you ran the other day, they came up that they were quite scared of dogs. Yes, they are, which I, just, I was shocked about. I didn't know that about them. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I've seen them handle members of the gay community quite well, so I didn't think they'd be scared of dogs. <laughs> but I'm curious, and we've discussed this a bit recently, so I thought let's use this question to go a bit more into it. Timberlina, mm. what animals are you scared of and Why? So I'm scared of two animals. So I'm scared of birds. Fucking petrified of birds. Birds are freaky. They're weird. So like if I'm walking along and a bird is just flying above me, I will freak out. Um, If I see magpies, I'll fucking like start getting really anxious. Because when I was younger, I went out into a paddock and got swooped by a gang. I don't know what they were, murder, a gang, whatever they're called. Crips? What? The Crips or the Bloods? Huh? <laughs> Gangs. Oh, the Magpies. A murder of Magpies, I believe it is. Yeah, a murder of Magpies. So, like, so many. And they're just swooping me and swooping me and swooping me and swooping me. Um, and I was crying. I was crying. So now I'm petrified of birds. I can fucking hate them. Um, what do you think of people who love birds? Because I find birds to be quite creepy. Now, I've noticed that people I've not liked in the past are real big bird people. Do you like Caitlin? Yeah. Because she, she loves birds. Sorry, Caitlin. I hate birds. So do I. I mean, I'm not scared of them. But, and then I can go look at birds and be like, they're lovely. I'll feed a magpie, yada, yada, yada. But I don't want to fucking collect them. I don't, <laughs> don't want to fucking collect them. Um, right. No. Um, I'm just not, oh, birds are so scary. Even like the other day we were recording... And before we went on, there was birds landing on my windowsill. And I was like, oh, away, away, get away. Like, they can't come in. Like, the window's shut. I remember that. Um, you uh, stopped. You full well yeah. were having a situation. Yeah, I just hate birds. And the other one, which I think is common, but snakes. Because we've discussed this briefly on the Daily Podcast, I think it was. Yeah. So I, so this is how bad my phobia is of snakes is that like I 
can be like talking to someone about snakes or a video on Facebook pops, pops up and it's like them collecting snakes from people's backyards and stuff. Um, I'll have a nightmare about snakes and wake up in the middle of the night and then I have to turn the lights on. I have to like search through everything to make sure there's no snakes in my room. Don't know how the snakes are getting in there, but when I'm at my parents' property, I park right at the front door um, and run into their house because I'm so scared of birds. Like, uh, snakes, like petrified. Fucking scared. And do you know you can't kill snakes? It's illegal to kill snakes. What? Yeah, it's illegal to kill snakes in Australia. The only thing you can do is relocate them. Down the toilet? No, like relocate them. I I did not realise that. So when a snake catcher comes to your house, right, you're like, oh, they're just going to kill them. No, they take them to like Glenrock Reserve and release them back into the wild. So they're not in your backyard, but they relocate them. Oh, I mean, that explains why, because I see those videos on YouTube as well where they're taking the snakes and stuff, the snake catchers and stuff. Mm. And I always thought, oh, no, they're just doing a nice thing because snakes, whether you like them or not, they're still animals. And I thought, okay, they're just doing the nice thing for them. Maybe they're helping them out. And just assumed some of them just went up and went, No, I didn't realise it was illegal. It is very highly illegal. You can go to jail or some shit. It's a big fine. So I like if someone's talking about snakes, I will probably leave the conversation because I'm so like a phobia, like a massive phobia of them. I feel like something happened after I found that out and there was something. I think you had a dream. That's right. I had a dream after you mentioned it and I told you and you were like, you shouldn't have fucking told me that, Asha. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like, it's okay when I'm here, but when I'm at my parents, really bad. Obviously, because I live on a bit of a property. Also, if you can hear some background music, not music, um, noises, it's probably Pasha. Um, she Do you must... want me to shut my window or um, my door? Um, no, you're just going to hear cars coming past this episode, so I hope you enjoy it. Well, I'm more worried about my fucking loud neighbours. My, la- my loud Dutch neighbours. Oh. With their clogs and their tulips. And their windmills. Wow, that's beautiful. What about you? What's um so I I feel like I like most animals, but I would probably say spiders are my big one. Like I can watch spider videos. I'm a lot better with it now than I was before. But if I see a spider in the house or anything like that, I'm going to be like, oh, because my first thought is, where are the rest of them? So you can't have, like, daddy long legs or anything like that in your house? Daddy long legs I'm fine with. Um, I, don't, and I don't get rid of daddy I, long legs. How do you get rid of them? I don't. I don't get rid of daddy long legs. I let them do their thing in the house because they're usually going to keep away, like, the little insects and stuff. So Yeah. See, that's one thing where I'm like, hey, I know, because I live in quite an old building, I know there's probably quite a fair few amount of spiders and stuff in the in between the building and whatnot. Yeah. And so I'm very surprised that I've not really seen any noteworthy oh. spiders yet. Touch wood, because now I'll probably fucking say, oh, probably going to turn into a fucking arachnophobia in here. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I remember being a kid, 
watching that movie, it was like my goal for two years to try and finish it and I just couldn't do it. I tried every Monday at my aunt's. And then that scene in Gremlins 2 where there's that gremlin who's a spider as well, that fucked me up. You that really, You really hate that movie, don't you? <laughs> It, I oh it. The second one I could watch a lot better as a kid, except for that scene. I had to run out of the room when that scene was on, even if it's I was watching it on like a Saturday afternoon. It's the one where there's a fucking gremlin who's also a spider. I can't remember it. I'm gonna have to watch it. I'll send you some. Do, do you not remember? Gremlins 2 at all. No. The fucking weird one. There's a... um. The fucking weird one. <laughs> it is fucking weird. It's got like Hulk Hogan in it. It's got a um really smart gremlin. No. It's got the uncle from the Munsters. It's not ringing a bell. Maybe well, I'll have to lend it to you. Do you have it? Yeah. How am I going to play it? DVD. I think it's even on Netflix. Oh, I've got Netflix. I've also got Prime. I've got Stan. I've got Binge. I've got all of those too. I don't watch Binge that much now though. There's nothing on there for me except for like Justice League. Wow. I don't know what I watched on there. I got it the other day to watch something. Well, I mean, we got onto this from talking about what we were scared of. So I think we should transition now. (laughs) Oh, is that where I press the button? But um, or we could just do it. That's what I said. Um, yeah, I'm also not going to cut that out either. Good, keep it in. I might actually just cut that part out and just use that as our new transition. Is that is that where I press the button now, or and then you're like, or I can just do. <laughs> And that's alive, not dead yet. Is that where I press the button to turn it off? Where's the save button? Where's the public button? What about if I do like um the Oh, I should have done this button when we we're talking about the last thing. We can save that for this topic. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we've had a question from the community. Oh, a good one, a good one. These are That's a very quick fanfare. Oh, that is our fans, our fans. <laughs> this is this is the one from the fans. <laughs> Not a thwop. No. Uh. <laughs> huh. So um, if you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, it's alive dot dot a dot. Alive, alive, not dead yet. Group on Facebook, you can search it and try and join us, and we'll probably let you in a week later. Um, but one of our fans, Lee, sent this question in. Um, uh, why is it important to support non-Roo girls? So, what's a Roo girl? What is a Roo girl? Good question. Um, a Roo girl is somebody that has been on RuPaul's Drag Race. Fucking worldwide. Um, they're yeah. literally in every single fucking country now, pretty much. It's going to be a Madagascar one soon. Yeah, the meerkats. Um, 
They're going to win. Um, so they automatically get this title called Rue Girl. So like once you're part of the... House of Rue, I guess. Yeah, I guess. The um, RuPaul's Drag Race, you become a Rue Girl and you can up your price pretty much. Um, yeah. And they're the ones that are known around the world and get all the big paying gigs and... Which is amazing. They had to spend a lot of fucking money to go on a TV show and then get fucking judged and get death threats sent via DM. So, like, I mean, good on them for doing it. Um, as we record this, there's um, an audition process happening for Down Under Season 2 in Australia. Um, so good luck to all the peeps out there that probably mm. don't even listen to our podcast in reply. <laughs> um, but good luck to all those peeps um, applying. So I guess... Um, we have a very own Rue Girl amongst our localness, which is Jojo Zaho. Um, but I think from, from me, um, I don't know your take on this, Pasha, but my take on this is, um, I feel like we need to support them all equally and yeah, like promoters and, um, event managers and hiring people, like they need to also give like the local people in their town. If they're bringing a Rue Girl, great. Amazing. Yeah. Love that. Um, but also put on, like, uh, your local talent to also showcase them at the same time. Because um, sometimes the local talent can be better than the Rue performer. Um, so I think we need to, like, just look at that as well. It's just, like, the Rue the franchise is not, like, the be or an end-all. Like, you can still be an amazing performer and not be seen on a TV show like that. Mm. I... Agree. I look at it as I mean, for me. There's two parts of the question which you've sort of agreed, but uh, looked at, which is why is it important to support the non-Ru girls? Why is it important to support the Ru girls? How that? How do they marry? Yeah. And I feel in most cases, when there is a individual tour or a Ru girl has her own show, yada yada yada, I feel usually there is a good cohort of them that i've seen at least that do try to utilize at least local talent yeah maybe not always maybe sometimes it's like hey here's this queen who you haven't heard of who you should have and i brought them with me yeah at the expense of a local girl sometimes i understand that sometimes i don't i look at it a bit more like if you're listening to this podcast let's be fair you probably know there's drag beyond Rue girls. Yeah. So you're probably already supporting your local girls no matter what. Yeah. And I feel like that's what it's about. I feel people using... Yeah. I'm very concerned about... The way I worry about this question being seen is, well, hang on, does that mean we don't support Rue girls when they've got huge bills? Some of them recently have gone on saying they've paid like 50 grand. And I worry about upcoming Rue girls for like Australia season two or down under season two who do feel that pressure to say, hey, I've got to pay so much money that I don't have now. Yeah, I guess that's the thing is when you're looking to be on an international TV show, you need to be able to spend the money. Like you're looking Mm. at minimum $20,000 just to go on for costuming and stuff because you need to go on there. You're getting judged from the way you look pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's just like, it's a big call. Like, are you going to make that money back? Maybe. Are you like, it's the risk you take to go on a show like that to get 
some people only get like the 30,000 followers and that's it. Like they might not get any work out of it other than that. Because drag has become such a much more complex industry than it was before. Hmm. Beforehand, I feel not that I was, you know, much of a drag queen then or anything, but I feel let's take it, say, 15 years ago. We probably had a few big Australian drag queens, not many. Most of them would have been people who were just doing it as a hobby, I dare say. Yeah. Who this is their second job that they really liked. Maybe, you know, it's just to do it for them. Now, if you want to be big, if you want this to be your career, you've got to have some skills beyond just drag. You've got to know marketing. You've got to know business. You've got to be on top of current trends. You've got to have all these skills. Yeah. I guess, like, for me, um, it is my full-time job. Everyone that listens to this knows it's my full-time job. But, like, it's fucking hard. It's, like, really hard. The last, I think we we touched base on it the other day on our daily podcast. And it's just, like, yeah, I work six days a week in a shot in, like, in person virtually at the moment. But, like it's a lot behind the scenes. Like I can spend 30 hours a week doing admin because you that's how you get the work. You get the inquiry come through or you're pitching to venues or you're pitching to promoters or... People forget that... You have really good friends that write shows for you. Yeah. <laughs> People forget that some jobs aren't just nine to five. Yeah. And people, I think, see very much drag as, oh, okay, maybe you've done 30 minutes of makeup before the show, then you've gotten on. But let's break that down. Say, for one show, if you're doing a brand new show or performance, there's the time you've spent rehearsing, the time you've spent getting ready, the time you've spent booking it, the time you've spent liaising with people to design, do your hair, all that sort of stuff. Then there's a time where you don't just do your thing and leave. You've got the after as well, where in many cases you're expected to keep the party going, but still remain professional. Yeah. It isn't just a, you're up on stage done for the night. Yeah. It's it's a hard slog. So support everybody. I'd say just like, yeah, support your local, your local peeps. Um, Support the middle, the middle range of people, I guess, because there's like different tiers of how people yeah. work as well. But like, also support your rue girls when they come into your town. Go to their shows. Like, they've got bills to pay. And like Pasha said, there sometimes some of their outfits are like ten times more expensive than my outfits because they have to fucking spend a fuck ton because people are judging them. I, if you like drag. You should be supporting all of them no matter what. Yeah. You should be taking any and all opportunities. You're not going to be able to, but you should try to strive as get as many opportunities to engage with that culture, that community as possible. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And it's hard to do, but you know, you do it to the best of your abilities. Yeah. What counts as in your eyes supporting say you've got a drag performer? What, in your eyes, counts as supporting them? If you can't attend their event, share their event. Um, like, there's stuff that you can do for free, like 
um, follow them, interact, engage with them. Um, engagement's really big when it comes to marketing. Um, so if you're liking their stuff, saving their stuff, sharing their stuff, attend them if you can. Like you don't have to go to every show, but like attend them as much as you can. Um, if there's a door charge, just save up and pay for it. Like a lot of people would pay for five drinks. Like you don't have to have the five drinks. Maybe just pay door cover and then get two drinks or... But, like, also, if you go into a venue, make sure you support the venue as well because they've got staff yeah. to pay. Um, don't feel pressured to, if you're doing it rough, don't feel pressured to go in and say, oh, you know, there's a $40 fee, I have to go in, yada, yada, yada. It's okay to miss things and then do other things to support them. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, it may be that you're sharing their stuff. Mm. I think people don't realise that in this line of work, even doing something simple as saying to your friends, hey, I've seen this um, one performer's bio. Like it. Have a look at it. Yeah. Those numbers add up. Yeah. That gives that that performer, queen, king, performer, a trash bin, whatever, a lot more credibility. Yeah. Well, it's like... There's not one day that goes past that I wouldn't be here without my following. Like, so, and the engagement that I get on some of the stuff, but. And it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't just, it isn't just, oh yeah, everyone else will do it. Yeah. Like, also go out there and like interact with people and yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's it's a hard one because the drag world is very bitchy. It is. Very, very bitchy. Um, so, yeah, I think there's always going to be issues with the drag community. Um, but support everyone. Like, Pasha and I have supported some local queens in the last couple of weeks and heaps of people have supported me in the last couple of weeks during lockdown. So it's great. I think we just need to support, support, support in financially or non-financial ways. Well, yeah, because... It is an expensive thing to do. If you're looking at it going, I can't financially support a drag queen too much. Yeah, don't see it as you've got to make this huge financial commitment. Look at it as, what can I just do that's easy to support them full stop? Yeah. That may be watching their stuff on Facebook, Instagram. That's, That's encouragement. That's good. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like we can smash that answer. Thanks. Amazing. Well. Yeah, I think we're done. We're done. That's us for a week. We'll see you all next week. Week 13. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to another Timber Productions podcast. Thank you for listening to Alive. Not dead. Yet. Make sure you subscribe for weekly episodes and give us a follow. I'm at the Timberlina. And Beached Queen. 